the intro again. Don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, it's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. Me. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm JD, and I am definitely a Swifty, so fuck off and get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Jake, and I'll send for the man because JD was corpsing through that fucking intro. Uh, I'm T.Y., and I'm having a Coca-Cola. I have nothing else to say. And I'm Will, and I'm just wondering how anyone could ever doubt El Dandy. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Is that doubt? When off mic conversations come into the podcast, such (laughs) fun. Hey, hang on a minute before we start. Um, is that am I hearing Blouse Bugatti, or is that Will? You know, uh, I've been thinking the same damn thing. And he even said that uh, that the blouse was torn down last week. And um, I listened back to it. He definitely said blouse. Yeah, I, I listened to it. While I, I definitely alert, said so house. I've listened to it four or five times editing it. I know for a fact it was blouse. Okay, I, I'm just making sure. But I mean, I, it, it, I'm not one to say somebody's a liar on this episode. Or on the show, but we got to. Who are you to call me a liar and no. doubt El Dandy? If, if there the was a liar, <laughs> there was a liar on this podcast. Their initials would start with Will. Oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think I disagree with that. That sounds like false accusations. All right, Blouse. Yeah. I mean, if we yeah, want to be completely fair, though, that it, it, he may not be the only liar because there was a time when I used to come out to liar by Henry Rollins out to the ring. Those are good times. Those were long times ago. Oh, Jesus. I yeah. remember those days back when I was first training you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's just jump right into it this week. We, uh, we usually don't talk or spend a whole lot of time on Raw since we record the day before Raw airs. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of in a weird world for us. But we do need to discuss some things from Raw this week because they had some pretty big implications. Um, I'm going to leave the elephant in the room for now and not address it. But And first go to uh, Wait, have Finn a hard Balor. Time. Have a hard time putting a dress on an elephant. I, exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, let's let's first talk about Finn Balor um, getting to confront Seth Rollins about the injury, the uh, the buckle bomb heard around the world. Uh, I like this from Balor acknowledging shit that's happened instead of just pretending he never held that strap. Yeah, yeah, because why? Why hold that history back, you know? And, and like developing stuff like that should be it should be acknowledged, not to not to throw a pun out there, but uh, I think that to build stories up like that and just 
Say stuff like that. Mention history, please. Stuff happens for a reason. Well, it's Actually, just not, like, still. Well, it's just less work you have to do. Like, it's less leg work you have to do to get the fucking feud over, you know? Right, yeah. Like, it, it's less, like, implying the fucking, the issue between the two guys and more just like, hey, there was a fucking issue between these two guys already that we don't have to imply. It's right there and you can see it. You can go back and look at it. Go look at the WWE Network on Peacock. You know, it's there. Less is more. Yeah. That's, it's, that's- it's, not acknowledging it would be like, you know, when Steamboat left the Fed and then came back and they pretended like he was a completely different person. Oh, yeah, for sure. So would you- or uh, when Prince Albert left and he came back as um, an Asian. Oh, yeah. That was a different person. That was Lord Tensai. <gasps> no, that's Prince Albert without the back hair. I mean, I don't know. He he wore a shirt most times. So we don't know if he had the exactly. back hair or not. Tensai didn't wear a shirt. That's how you know. Well, <laughs> who, who am I to doubt Tensai? So uh, before we get too sidetracked, this was uh, quickly segued into a segment with the uh, OC, AJ Styles, and the Good Brothers coming out Ooh. to confront uh, Judgment Day. And they brought out their Rhea Ripley equivalency. And uh, that was a returning Mia Yim. How do we feel about this? I'm that threw cool me at the left field. I, I wasn't expecting it. I think Mia Yim is definitely a great acquisition to bring back. I mean, even just her short little impact run that she had in between WWE stints was really fun to see her pop back in there. And I think that she's definitely ready and the women's division does need new faces desperately. So it's definitely cool to see her already get this kind of a push right out the gate, but I will never be interested in anything the Good Brothers are doing. (laughs) <laughs> it feels like they've worn their welcome out with like how many times they've shown up on TV on well on WWE television. That's just me though. I get that vibe from it. It's like okay, hey, let's say especially this ne- that, uh, time that's came in that they came in this time, and it's just like uh, all right. I mean, especially after coming out and being like, we'll never go back. And then they yeah. go back. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of it's tomfoolery. Well, I think the only person that could pull that off and not have any heat for doing it would be Punk, and that's never going to happen. See, my, my thoughts on this are just like, is Mia Yim actually a member of the OC now, or is she just hanging out with them? She, I think I mean, she's are, just hanging are out. Are they adding members, or what's going she's, on? She's the token Asian. It's probably just a dig at fucking... Carl for having a Japanese wife. Um, I mean, I just <laughs> wow. If they're adding her as a permanent member, cool. But if it's just her there to counter Rhea Ripley, it shouldn't work. No, it, I mean it can absolutely work. It's just to give her the the temporary rub for the course of the 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 program, and then you can that way you don't have to do like a breakup thing for her to go out on her own when it's over. That's true. You know, it's like an and. They went out and got her specifically because of, hey, we need you to counteract her. All right. Um, moving along, uh, I just want to mention real quick, 
Johnny Gargano has been everywhere for the last few weeks. Uh, it really feels like they're building him up to be the everyman, much in the role that uh, Brian Danielson once was. Not believable. It's not? No. Interesting. Right. Why do you say that? Because Brian Danielson is known to be a badass and believable. Johnny Gargano is more of, and there's nothing wrong with it. Don't, don't get, don't throw stones and stuff at me. To me, it just seems like he's, um, Johnny Gargano is more spotty, spotty, spotty. And maybe like that kind of distracts me from it. He's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong, but like, Johnny to him, Brian Danielson. I, okay, listen, Brian Danielson is more of, of a definition to me as as a wrestler than Johnny Gargano is. I'm sorry, I said it. Sorry, I, mean, I, said it. I completely agree with that, but or I agree with most of that. Yeah, I, I agree with. They, I don't know. He's just an updated Brian, and it's the the style of wrestling that. That the indie people are fucking into now. The uh, they're they're doing the same thing with him. It's just they're catering to the updated audience. I, see, I, mean, I, I agree with that. I could understand that, and um, I'm just used to like, like along with the wrestling, a little more physicality, right? Like the Regals or your Danielsons yeah. or your Kentas or your Samoa Joes. Those guys right. that that is my def- that's my definition of the perfect wrestler. Right, but, but look again, at the 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 way the 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 indies have shifted from the indies that Danielson came from to the indies that Gargano has come from, they're mirroring the same sort of path with Johnny that they did with Danielson. They're just catering to the the twenty twenties indies, yeah. Instead of the, you know the aughts. So. Yeah, I'm just a bitter. I'm just a bitter old man. That's Jake's role. I'm taking my gimmick. <laughs> uh, moving right along, uh, we got a uh, setup for a women's war games match. It looks like it'll be damage control with Nikki Cross, and they said something about five on five. So yeah, um, yes, they are five on five this year. I'm guessing they're gonna add someone else to the mix. And on the other side, right now, I think it's uh, Alexa. Oscar and Bianca. Uh, uh, yeah, think so. Yeah. Also, uh, baby faces are missing two, and Bill's missing one. Yep. So also, um, Nikki Cross threw away the twenty four seven title after winning it from Dana Brooke. Missed the trash can. Whatever. That's the weirdest criticism people thrown out there. Um, but that looks like it's gone. Like they retired it. Good. Good fucking riddance. I thought it was a good house show title. No. Like, if they would have kept it's it around a house show. Good title for our truth. I think it should have been something that they should have just done for YouTube content and social media stuff. I like, can see that. When they first yeah. did it, it was... Like, I remember they did this little bit where it changed hands a few times over the course of a plane ride. And there was one bit where uh, R-Truth pinned Jinder Mahal to win back the belt while he was sleeping in his chair. And the ref just, like, counted really quietly. (laughs) And, like, stuff like that I thought was perfect for that belt. Because it's just, it's goofy stuff. It's, 
Like, you can't expect a serious wrestling storyline to come out of a 24-7 belt. That just screams shenanigans. That's true. I However, mean, it's very similar to, like, 98-99 um, hardcore title. Yeah, but it was, yeah, funnier like when they did that. it was funnier when they did that. Well, Quite I know, fun. because of uh, Crash Hall. Steve, Back- Steve Blackman. Yeah. It's the only way you're getting Steve Blackman over. However, the best pin of a sleeping wrestler comes from fucking Jushin Thunder Liger when he pinned a sleeping and freaking out Tomiyaki Hanma. (laughs) (laughs) Of course Hanma was the one that ate the pin. Yeah. Fucking, and um, um, Tanahashi kicked out at two in his sleep. Pops the shoulder, I've got a 2.9 on it. Awesome. That's real top guy shit. I mean, that's the ace boy. He ain't pinning the ace. I'm gonna have to write that on my uh, on my book that finishes. Let's uh, let's address the elephant in the room now. Right, this raw featured the dumbest main event segment I think I've ever seen in my entire life. That's including Vince booking the show. That's including Eric Bischoff's booking. Including anything I saw when I was too young to know who was booking the show. Does it include Russo? Yes. Yes, it does. Because Austin Theory cashed in on an open challenge for the United States title. (laughs) He cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Let me state this again. He cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase for a future world title shot on the United States Championship while while there was an open challenge still waiting for someone to step in and take. Now, one could argue, I've thought about this a lot. So here's the first argument I I have in favor of Mr. Theory. One could argue that, well, maybe nobody could accept the open challenge because the referee wouldn't let Seth Rollins compete after being beaten down by Bobby Lashley. Um, But that still doesn't make much sense to me. Um, it was an open challenge. Um, and why would he cash in on a secondary title? Another argument that could be made was, well, Roman's not losing that belt, so why don't we just have him cash in on the United States title? Well, that's not smart because he could still lose to Roman on the cash-in. He could not make hints at four in Saudi Arabia. Didn't he make hints at NXT? He did. He could have cashed in on Braun Breaker. He had a thousand different options other than cashing in on the secondary title during an open challenge. This is my biggest problem with it. During an open challenge. It just makes him look like an idiot. It makes him look dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what they were going for with him, though. I'm sorry, what? Isn't that kind of what they were going for with him, though? You know, it could be. um, I've listened to. Other people think about this and discuss it amongst themselves. Uh, One argument I've heard, the one that makes the most sense to me, is that Austin Theory was not Triple H's project. It was Vince's project. So, not that that Triple H doesn't see potential in him, because I think if you're looking at the guy, you see potential in him, no matter what. He is... He's got all the trappings of a star. But... 
he hadn't been built the way Triple H wanted to build him, the way Triple H would have envisioned building him. So Triple H gave him the Triple H treatment. He took everything out from underneath him, pulled the rug out, and now he's going to build him back up the same way Triple H was built up after the Madison Square Garden incident. Yep. Um, I have a feeling that is the strongest case for this booking decision. It still doesn't make sense. I still think he should have tried to cash in at Crown Jewel or Blood Money. Sorry. Should have cashed in at Blood Money. Lost. And uh, just went from there. It should not have have done like, you remember that one Bray Wyatt Randy Orton match where he just set him on fire? Yes. They could have just done that. Set Austin Theory on fire? Yes. Oh my god. Roman beats him, they set him on fire, and then the bloodline all poses and they're like, Woo. Then the then the Ewoks (laughs) come out and they start singing Yubnub, like Yes. And no one acknowledges (laughs) that a man committed murder on live television. I mean it happens. I mean Pillman does not happen on television. Pillman tried to shoot Steve Austin. I believe it was not that long ago that it was the anniversary of Triple H breaking into Randall Orton's home. Before we jump off this Raw talk, that promo between the New Day and the Usos to set up their SmackDown match was fire as fuck. Brilliant, yes. Very, Uh, very much so, because it's more than just a title match. And you can tell, too, they're not being scripted anymore. Yeah. Uh, They... That was in their words. It was great. Adorable. Moving along to SmackDown. Just a few things to discuss. Mostly uh, that Uso, the aforementioned Usos uh, New Day match. That was a great match to open the show. Uh, the Usos will break the New Day's record as longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champions. That's pretty exciting. By the way, can we address something here, too? <clears throat> no. SmackDown has opened up the show with yet another match. That's exciting to me. And they opened up with a match I expected to be in the main event. Mm -hmm. I fully expected this to be the main event of the show. Probably, and we'll go into the rest of the show here in a second, but it's probably what you should have finished the show with and not start. Either way, it was a good match, regardless whether you put it first or last, but... uh, that was probably something you probably wanted to headline for the for the week, if it were me. But that's just me. That's if I'm booking. Yes. All right. Moving right back along, then. Sorry, there was a siege on Fort Asshole just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, we got the, uh, the beginning of the SmackDown World Cup. Uh, Santo Escobar went over on Shinsuke Nakamura. And as also during, as during this should. match, it was mentioned that Shinsuke is actually wrestling in Japan. Uh, is that next month? No, yeah, not till January 1st. January, okay. So yeah. that was mentioned live on the broadcast by Michael Cole. I thought that was interesting. Did uh, they on the say... Other side of the bracket, you had Braun Strowman defeating Jinder Mahal. By the way, Santos also Escobar... Also, How Escobar can you hinder is... Jinder like that? Exactly. Boo. <laughs> what about Santos T.Y.? Oh, no, uh, so Santos. Santos and not more than that also mentioned this too, had wrestled 15 years prior to this match that they had this past Friday. 
which I which was mentioned by Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett, uh-huh. whatever, however you want to say his name, Bye. which is pretty cool. Get to say it like he says it. Bye. <laughs> Y'all, leave him alone. All right. Did the British guys say bottle of water? It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> walla, walla. So after uh, right, last bro. week, me bitching about Bray Wyatt doing nothing since he returned, he gave a – he floored LA Knight with a headbutt. See, don't you feel silly That's now something. fighting about it? Hey, I finally did it, something. It's something, but it's still dragging the fuck out, dude. Like he's given he's headbutted one person. Ooh. He has not even set someone else on fire. No. <laughs> he has not he has not returned the favor yet. And that's like textbook. That's like textbook building up the heel. Setting people on fire. On fire? Yes. I agree, I mean, actually. You see me set someone on fire, TWE, William. Like three times. <laughs> oh, my God. And it got great heat. I mean, I saw you set the crowd on fire when you caught a, a baby ugly. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say that child wasn't actually ugly? It probably was. Oh, that's that so was weird. one of the funniest nights. Oh, uh, this so show weird. is disgusting. Um, I don't like ugly children. We got a uh, we got a new challenger for uh, Ronda Rousey. Forgot her name because I don't like her. Um, got a new Shotsy challenger Wilder. challenger for Rousey and Shotzi. Still a fucking thing. Apparently, Shotzi. Shotzi's gonna be challenging Ronda. Um, now I do like about Rousey with the her and Shayna teaming up. I think that's pretty cool. It's about I'm hoping, time. I'm hoping it's going to lead to a Shayna Rousey Shana. match. Got to carry your ass. <laughs> Poor girl's going to have back problems. Shayna's just Shayna's way too good for the way she's been used. Oh, for 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 real, dude. Like the Ronda and Shayna Baszler team are kind of reminds me, like the the two man power trip. Triple H Stone Cold. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, except yeah. not as over. And that's what I was about to say. Not as over. Or talented. And it's not Shayna Baszler's fault. I, I like Shayna Baszler. I'm sorry. She's talented. She's I've, she's a very believable person. I've been wanting to see this tag team just because I knew WWE would. They'd, it's an inevitability that they're like, y'all both did MMA? Y'all should tag. But I'm ready for it because I think it's going to be really dumb and goofy. <laughs> Yeah. And to round things out. Sorry. I was going to say, it's going to be pretty dumb. It's got Rousey in it. Yeah, that's a guarantee. (gasps) To round things out on SmackDown, um, the Viking Raiders uh, laid out Hit Row and Legato with the uh, debuting Maxi Impaler. Oh, shit. That was Sarah Logan. Sorry. Yes, God. (laughs) Sarah Logan is getting dragged right now, and I am kind of about it. Yo, she... Looks just like her. It's yeah. That was a real hot topic in the in the locker room last night at TWE too. Was it? I bet. Mm-hmm. A lot of the boys, some of the girls were talking about it. And I'm like, you realize that Sarah probably has absolutely fuck all to do with the fact that they were like, here's your gimmick now. Oh, I don't blame Sarah Logan for it. 
It's yeah. the people in the back who directly ripped off Max and Impaler's look and gave her I Sarah Logan. I think it's a 50-50. I think this is a collaborative effort on their end of just ripping off the gimmick. I highly doubt that Sarah Logan was just like, yeah, let's do this. Because usually for stuff like that, they'll get a bit more input. Right. Or I think she's just happy to be working again. That too. I was going to say, or everyone could be looking at this in, in, in the completely wrong way. And I'm not defending it at all because it may not actually be how they're doing it. But it could have just been like Sarah's gear was already sort of like that anyway. Was it not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They may have been setting this up as a push, sort of for her, sort of like the thing with me with Yim and in the OC. You know, like here, here we get, got something for you to do, and you've got to kind of look like these fellas. They're Vikings. Boom. The new fucking God of War game's coming out. It's all Viking theme. Strike while the iron's hot. It just may be a circumstantial thing, and people are reading too much into it. But I do agree, it looks very, very similar. And it, it's it's a bad look, but that may not have been what they were trying to do. I think Maybe. they're definitely just trying to cash in on God of War. I I kind of believe that too, Will. I'm uh, I'm I'm about 25-30% there with you. I can see it. I'm not defending this at all. If they if they're fucking ripping that poor girl off, then but fuck you. But like people might be reading a little bit more too much into it. You know, I think the internet gives everybody a voice. You know? I, was, I was about to say, well, we're living in a society where people do overreact about very little unsettling things. So, mm-hmm. and what was it David Young told us all the years ago, TY, that it, it's not stealing if you did it on TV first? That's right. Yep. <laughs> all right. As much as uh, I don't know, none of us really watch the show except for maybe Will. We'll, we'll address Dynamite as well. Uh, because a few things happen I want to address. Uh, first of all, Warjo is no more. Fucking um, finally. Uh, Wardlow made the comment that he was going to take every title in the company, and that did not sit well with Samoa Joe, who clucked him from behind and choked his ass out. So Joe took him. over my gimmick and was like, old man yells at Cloud, don't <laughs> till, steal my gimmick, and bah! <laughs> well, so they're standing there and Wardlow's getting real hyped up and he's like, blah, 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 blah. I'll beat your ass, Hobbs. I'll beat anyone. And then the second he's like, I'll go for any belt. Joe just gives him this look and a, without a second thought, just decks him with the ROH TV title. But this storyline has me very worried because it looks like it's going to be powerhouse Hobbs versus Samoa Joe versus Wardlow and I'm assuming at the bare minimum the TNT championship is online but I'm really worried they're going to do both belts and they're going to unify out the ROH television title and that will break my heart I don't think they would do that because they're looking at an ROH TV deal evidenced by the fact that Jericho's Ring of Honor champion Boo. and they probably want to keep they probably want to keep all the belts they've actually they still got for Ring of Honor. Just my yeah, thought. I think so too. So probably, I would assume it would be for the TNT Championship. I also wouldn't be surprised if it's two falls, one for each belt. 
Okay. Maybe. Uh, yeah. They, they've done that a few times. I mean, not AEW specifically, but wrestling's done that a few times. We've all seen it. Jericho Benoit Angle, WrestleMania. Yep, yeah. That's what yeah. immediately popped into my head. It won't be that good, but yeah. It'd still be pretty good, though. I mean, it, it, it that's a, that a badass three-way Hoss fight, man. That is a great Hoss fight. And hoping Joe comes out on top, they've completely fumbled Wardlow's TNT championship reign to the point that it's better off to just go ahead and kill that title run than to even try and salvage it because they've already just wasted so much time with it. Put it on Hobbs. Hobbs, I would love to see it, but realistically in that match, I can see Joe coming out on top. I, mean, Unless, I, I like Hobbs. I think Hobbs a future world champion. Oh, one hundred percent. Hobbs is yeah. Give, give, give powerhouse Hobbs like give powerhouse Hobbs like three or four years. Yeah, he'll be there. Um, and the other thing to mention is uh, this is just me personally. So uh, they they did that. I feel like every week that MJF gets on the mic or has a video package or anything with it, we all say that was the best promo he's ever done. And while it could be true. I feel like we got him a little overhyped. Um, I've been saying that. Just as far as the promo ability goes, because he, not every promo is the best promo ever cut. Because a better promo was cut right after this, and it was Stokely Hathaway. And it was where he said dick riding on uh, <laughs> on national television. <laughs> Bruh. And, dude, that was one of the funniest dick riding things. without a license. Dude, that, that was one of the funniest damn things I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> Which begs the question, where do you obtain a license for Dick Ryden? I asked Stokely. I bet you he has an answer. And I'm I going bet on you don't after hear. this, and I'm going to ask. Okay. Is there a DMV for, for Dick, Dick Ryden? I don't know. It would be DMD, though. Department. Hey, there might be a handbook out there. Department of Motor Dicks? Motor Dicks. So you can get them from a dentist? Oh, God damn it. Will. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me look at Britt Baker a little different now. Is there a department yeah. of transportation for dicks? Which, Lord, the buildup for Soraya and Britt Baker's match has been just rough. Terrible? It's been rough. Soraya sounded like the hill this week. Soraya's been doing terrible on the mic. She sounded like. like the hill. No, she's been trying her damnedest to be the baby face. And then also was like, I've wrestled in the Tokyo Dome, to which everyone unanimously went, what? But it's just, oof. Very her, much. She's coming off. Like she's trying way too hard. Way, like, way, too. way, way too hard. I don't think she should be working. Don't care if she, she got is. cleared. I don't care if she got cleared. I um, don't think this is the right roster for her. It's going to expose a lot of her faults as a wrestler. It's not just that, but like think about all the injuries that's happening out on a close period of time at AEW. I mean, it just it to me, it just seems like it's it could be potentially very hazardous for her health. I don't mean to sound cute about that, but I mean, it's the truth. Everybody works a little too... 
Yeah, they work a little. It's too different hard style of wrestling. It's a lot more physical. Um, there, there's yeah, a lot yeah. uh, harder and like more vicious bumps. I mean, I just if I'm hurt, I don't know why uh, I come back there. I wouldn't want my comeback to be in AEW. Money. If she was gonna get paid more than WWE. Come on. Yeah, but she can't do her side stuff. Yes, she could. Mm -hmm. Maybe now, but before. I'm pretty sure that TK has given her way more money than Uncle Hunter was going to give her. Yeah, but like back to what JD was saying, at what cost? Because that that is a very different locker room. It's a very different style of wrestling. It's just... Some people don't give a lot How's that going to feel on her neck? It's the outsider looking in optics of Paige's having her big return here and already Mm -hmm. just to be able to say like Sting, CM Punk, and Paige all had their big returns to, well, and Christian had their big returns to pro wrestling from an outsider that doesn't really follow wrestling. That sounds like this is a legit company. Because those are all big names that manage to, at the very least on the WWE side of things, become top names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's certainly snake oil salesmanship, but still, like... I mean, I guess how, however you make money, however you can sell a ticket or a pay-per-view, I guess. I mean, I can, I can, I can get that. Yep. And uh, in the main event, we got... Uh... My favorite wrestler, Sammy Guevara, working against Brian Danielson in a two out of three falls match. I don't know if you guys can tell I'm definitely being sarcastic. Can't fucking yeah. stand Sammy. Um, and this was a match that He's very much get. proved why I can't stand Sammy. Because if you watch this match and watch the way he slung that fucking steel chair at Brian Danielson's face, that was the most one of the most dangerous fucking things I've seen in a long well, time. I'm well, sure Brian had well, fucking words with him when they got in the back. It was the most dangerous thing I've seen since Sammy Guevara did that to Matt Hardy. Mm. So yeah, yeah I'm sure Brian had fucking Sammy Guevara. Words. Fucking Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Like I said I'm sure. I don't know. Chris Jericho may may have defended him, Jake. Yeah, you never know. Right? You know he 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 is the locker room leader in that in that place now. Mm-hmm. And they need to let guys. If you're gonna advocate for little bitch being that fucking dangerous with somebody, ooh, well, it's okay because he's friends with Jericho. Well, well, it's not just yeah. that. You can tell. You can tell Sammy's getting being getting the favorite treatment right now because he was just in a fight in the locker room, and he's still on television working main events. The guy, the guy he's in a fight, fight with, with is in hasn't trouble. Been seen since. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And this is like. This is what is maddening to me about AEW is like if you're going to dole out punishment, dole it out equally. I mean, I'm well, not saying was, the punishment should have been equal, but they, they definitely should have had like Sammy should have had some sort of repercussions. There's a pattern going on with Sammy Guevara, and it needs to be and it needs to be dealt with accordingly. This is That's, easy. That's the pattern. He's got to be in a situation like everyone assumes Rob Deerdeck is with. MTV, where it's just like you clearly have some kind of dirt on your boss, so they have no choice but to give you the world. Because it's like, dude, why are you banking so hard on Sammy Guevara when the crowd 
can't stand him. Xbox Heat. If you see his name online, it's not a good headline. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I would almost graduate the X-Pot Heat because I love Sean Waltman. He's a, yeah, but he's mean, a little bitch. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Sammy Guevara would be a little bitch. He's the new little bitch. He's been graduated. He's Which, by the way, I'm going to... He is a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah um i'm kind of tired of seeing sammy guevara on my tv not just because uh and it's just not the character thing too it's just the antics and stuff like that and throwing that chair at danielson yeah um i would have reacted a little differently whether it was on television or not i probably would have blacked out that but danielson is a trooper he's a professional not like I'm, I time you threw that chair at me, huh? Like you, you were a professional. All right. Um, <laughs> outside of the main th- or the, the the big two companies, uh, we also had NWA Hard Times Three last night. No. And uh, I can just say <laughs> that the man who not only has the worst political takes, not only is the worst worker in the room, not only is worthless to the nwa tyrus he's the one who won the title last night boy let me tell you something lou says and tyrus shared the same championship dna now that picture of tyrus let me tell you something fellas that looked like sadness (laughs) overload he looked like he the picture of him holding up the belt, it looks like he just walked away from a car wreck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He started. Yes, but then he's like, praise the Lord, I'm alive. I 100% believe that Matt Cardona should have won that title back last night. I thought for sure that's where they were going to go, but I he guess... He never lost it. I guess Corgan is very dead set on why would anyone ever want to watch the NWA? (laughs) So not as good of a booker as he was a front man. No. So um, be fair. The longer he was a front man, the worse he got at it. So the longer he's booking, the worse he's got at it. Because I'm not gonna lie, when he was on the book for TNA. I really fucked with a lot of the decisions he made. I think and um, even when he first got the keys to the NWA, he was doing some really good stuff. You know, it's just to me, it's it it reveals uh, more problems with him as far as the NWA goes. Because I mean, this week you had Nick Aldis going online and calling him out about uh, the Empower show, uh, the the way he books, the way he acts, uh, the people he favorites favorites backstage. I mean, Nick Aldis called him out, and they put him on suspension. Um, I don't think he's really signing anyway. Yeah, apparently he turned a 60-day notice in before he did that anyway. So what's Corbin going to do? Yeah. Paying to sit at home? I mean, I I did tell him to sit at home. He didn't work last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he was taking off. But um, what if it's a work? I'm sorry, we had to get the AEW people in. I don't think Corgan's <laughs> that. I don't think Corgan has that genius. Yeah. That's just me, though. Now I will say, um, 
is it true that uh, Corgan had said that they wouldn't put on another women's event because the women don't wrestle in NWA style? That's basically yeah what he said. Yeah, that's that's, fuck. that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the gist of it. They don't wrestle the NWA style, and they don't wrestle up to the standards of the NWA. Yeah, what uh, is the NWA style now? Tyrus. <laughs> Slow and plotting. <laughs> hey, Will, did you see that video? There's a video on uh, Twitter where um, Tyrus does that Brett's rope flip. Yes. <laughs> where everyone was saying, retweeting that and being like, so this is just letting y'all know this is the NWA style in question. Yes. Yes, it, it was. It's brutal, Jackie. You gotta see it. Well, it's the most dangerous rope. So, it, oh, it, it was, was really. It was really he dangerous. Took that shit, like man. It was like underwater cane bumps. Yeah. <sighs> you gotta be careful. Right. That's rope. It's the most dangerous rope. I've never seen a man so big fall so slow. Yokozuna WrestleMania ten. Yeah, that's about he to fell say. Off he came up. He came up. Breath rope. He fell off breath rope. All right, let's uh, let's get into the reason everybody's here today, the local report. Oh, it's not money. No, no, that comes later. Uh, Okay. So last night we had another edition of TWE Saturday Night. Overall, it was a the it was a very goofy show. I think it was. I don't know. It was just the general atmosphere. So we open with. Dylan Hale's cutting a really long promo that a lot of things were said, and it just kind of started to go into a loop of him yelling at Derek Neal, Noah Hossman, and Carson Dilbeck, TWE's favorite punching bag. My poor son. (laughs) And it was already a very... So they had already advertised for the main event, uh, Eric Royal versus Derek Neal. And which phenomenal, phenomenal match, but we'll get to that later. Carson is standing there with a suitcase for some reason. It was Derek's bag. Oh, I was wondering what the hell the suitcase was. Yeah. He carries Derek's bags. That makes sense. But total sense. They argue, go back and forth. Derek has had one of the greatest one-liners of the whole show of Dylan yelling at him that he's defending the belt and then Derek saying, what? No, it's not. It wasn't advertised. (laughs) And just, man, I didn't know it was online. It wasn't advertised. Fucking killed me. But Carson opens up the show with a inadvertent two out of three falls match with Tank where he did the classic WWE house show spot of heel comes out, gets jobbed out in a matter of seconds, and then demands an immediate rematch to lose again. But Tank murdered him with spinning back fist and then something. The Saito suplex. Oh, yes. He hit him with the Saito, which Carson fucking bounced off of. (laughs) the map from to pin him twice in the span of maybe three minutes 
And that's including Tank getting out of the ring and then getting back into the ring to beat Carson's ass again. That's fun. His description of this has lasted longer than the the, uh, the match. Yeah. Oh. Yes. It was so overall solid, which then immediately led into Dylan screaming at Noah that Noah's match is now right now, where he fights what I'm dubbing as CJ Lawler's corporate cane era because he's been wrestling in khakis and dress shoes lately. I was sad to see the Zubaz go. The Zubaz needs to come back. I miss them dearly. But this is clearly he's entering a character arc where he's he's moving on up in the business world. He's making big business bucks as businessman. So he he dresses the part now. There you go. But overall, very fun match. CJ is TWE's second favorite punching bag. So definitely an interesting way to start it. And what was after them? Uh, the uh, security boys and the yes. ABK guys. You said uh, Gunner and Murphy from TNA? No. Better. So oh. next up is Big Resident Dave Security Favorites. Management. Yes. BDSM, Big Dave Security <laughs> Management. Oh, I've never cool. heard of them before or anything. All but They've I've been in and out. They've been in and out from TWA. They've been there before. All I've had to go off of was as soon as their music hit and they started walking out, Ben just turned around and looked at me and said, oh, you're going to love them. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, did I fucking love them. BDSM versus KOBK representatives Sean Campbell and Hardway Heater. BDSM got the win, which blew me away. They are the greatest NWA United States tag team champions <laughs> to ever exist. They just mm, only the most simple of stomps in those little sliding elbow drops. Fucking beautiful. Big Dave is everything. He is just so, like a ball of charisma, but only in that like coked up 80s wrestler way. Oh, yeah. And Positively is there. He he always, I just love that he never lost that look of where am I in his <laughs> eyes. And it like, it added so much to them as a duo. I will. Did uh, Positively do the t- uh, cookie two-step? He did that a couple times. I was wondering what the fuck that was supposed to be because... <laughs> It popped him and him alone, and everyone else was just like, all right. But he kept doing it at a couple points, but it looked really – it was a very weak cookie (laughs) two-step. Yeah, he takes his time with it. It's good. I love both those guys, by the way. They rule. They are phenomenal. But then come back to two of TWE's favorite sons – we get adult dragon Aaron Wade versus this fucking goof, Jake Here. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brought out to the ring by Kat Von Frankenstein, which, goddamn, her entrance gear with the makeup looked fucking phenomenal. 
She did the uh, the headbangers makeup. Yes. Makeup. Was looks... she Mosh or Thrasher? She was definitely Thrasher because she did okay. this all the way around the eyes and then down. Oh, oh okay. In but, the fucking badass red trench coat and the fucking leather military hat. It was fucking the nuts. coat did look solid, but overall, maybe biased, but I thought that was a very fun match. I'm always a sucker for when you just start badgering at the crowd, and at one point you were basically just saying dragon over and over. Yep. Sounds like but it was very fun match until shock, gasp, awe. Here comes BDSM again to beat Aaron Wade's ass. So, Was I in on it? Who knows? Match ends in a DQ. Uh, I assume I honestly thought that y'all were just going to restart it and do a six man tag right then and there, but my daddy's old. I can't do that. We yeah, <laughs> got to pay the big bucks for the two and one. Yep. But overall, fun segment. I need BDSM to be the TWE tag team division. I do not care if they are green as fuck. Put the straps on them just because it'll, even if it's terrible, it'll be like the good kind of terrible. <laughs> also, for for just my own, like I, I got... A half pop, half gasp out of a, a line that, that I yelled at the crowd during that match. Some Someone yelled at me, Jake Murphy sucks. I've heard that a million times. Come come at me with something a little bit more original. Oh, like, yeah. No worse than your mother did. And I got the, oh, like I ended this whole man's career. But then his comeback was so weird. He was like, that was 20 years ago. What? I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Well, I was like, yeah, and she still owes me 20 bucks. And I got another slightly less, oh. And then apparently security yelled at the guy for saying something after the fact that I did Yeah, that was definitely weird because everyone was just like, wait, why'd security yell at him? Yeah, I thought he was yelling at me, honestly. I I thought so too at first. Weird. He came to me and I was like, Bill was like, no, it wasn't you. That guy apparently told you, well, then come out here and suck my dick then. Which, if I'd have heard, I would have went over, held the ropes open, and I'm like, well, you're welcome to come here and try. But I didn't hear that. If I would have, that would have been the, the end of the whole man's career. But <laughs> fucking Wade is giggling as we're circling after all that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, kid. Wade's <laughs> so precious. He giggles at everything. I he Yeah. We get in the back, he goes, that was funny. <laughs> 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 like, of course it was, Wade. It was a dick joke. They're usually funny. God, he is such a fucking... He is the epitome of the Spongebob goofy goober. Yep. But then our main event, Eric Royal versus Derek Neal for the TWE Championship. You Wait, you, you skipped Josh and uh, Casey's. Oh, yes. Casey and Josh had their singles match, which... Fantastic. I have my personal gripes. Oh, let's hear them. And it's personally just a me thing, but because fucking everyone does this, but it drives me insane when you spend a majority of the match working over someone's legs only for their flurry of offense to be a bunch of kicks and enzigiris. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Ah, they're still kids. Yeah, and gotta, exactly. They they're still kids. They do they even? I think Casey might just now be at the ten match marker, and Josh is definitely not even there. And they're doing way better than you would expect for how brand spanking new they are. Mm-hmm. But overall, really solid match. Casey gets just better and better every time he comes out. To the point that even a year from now, I'm sure he's going to be doing big things in the Southeast. There, there's a reason I specifically asked to work with them at Ego. So that's why one reason Casey's in my stable up there now. Hell yeah. Was, there was one more match after them. There was, was. No, after them, then it was the main event. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I felt I think I thought we were missing one. Okay. It was um, Eric challenging Derek Neal for the TWE championship unsuccessfully because of continued Derek Neal shenanigans. I don't know. I'm really hoping this isn't going to be another year-long TWE championship reign. Only because Derek is great in him building his little posse now with Noah and Dilbeck is it works but i don't know if they can sustain an entire year's worth of derek neal just keeps cheating at the last second to get the win but it's the crowd's gonna get real sick of it because already it definitely feels like it's starting to kind of run its course but they did set up afterwards. Eric Royal will get another shot at the next TWE show, but Derek Neal won't be there because he's booked somewhere else. So Noah Hossman will be defending the championship on his behalf. Strange. It'll, that is interesting. I'm, they can be three bird rule with singles titles. I'm personally hoping that this will lead to Eric Royal getting the win, I would hate to see them give him back-to-back losses like that. But I, something about this whole storyline feels like it's leading to Noah Hossman turning on Derek for the belt. Because I have been kind of thinking, like I kept thinking it all throughout the show, like who would be the person like on the current roster right now to beat Derek for the belt? And honestly, I'm not sure who it would be other than maybe a babyface turn for Hossman, which he doesn't need, or maybe Heater. I can see Heater doing it. I thought for sure Heater was going to be the one to take it off of Merck. I like a redemption type story because he did come back from his neck thing. Yeah, exactly. I thought they were going to run with that right out the gate. And then he got the title shot pretty quick. And I was like, oh, are they doing already? No. Yeah, I would figure with Heater coming back from his neck injury and stuff like that, you would kind of want to build that story up for a little while, wouldn't you? I mean, they they definitely have, but it feels like Heater has been in a little bit of... Not really limbo, but he's just kind of being 
slotted around into different things because I'm, I guess now they're going to double down with him and Sean as the tag team, but I know initially they were going to do it with Brett and Sean, but I haven't seen Brett since that. Brett's done again. Done again? I didn't know he yeah. came back. For, for a minute, for a handful of matches. He was back for like two months, and then he's gone again. Huh. He's supposedly oh. done done this time, though. Yeah, you know how indie wrestling is, though. Nobody ever retires forever. Except for this guy. I I'll see him in March. Back in the ring. This I guy will never come back. Right you heard it here, folks. We got to make sure that we make people think he won't come back at all, so that way he gets that good, good pop. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That, that way, so when yeah, he Eisen will never return. That well, that way, when he surprisingly runs in and kicks my head off the fucking shoulders, nobody will see it coming because we're all buddies. <laughs> on the podcast, right? That will be fun. I don't think I've seen y'all two work yet. Jake and I? Yeah. No, Brett and Jake. Oh. oh, you used to be scared to death to see me and fucking Brett have a match because you said it'd be like that scene from uh, Dragon Ball Z where Cell smacks Hercule into the fucking mountain. Oh lord! <laughs> uh, yeah, but then I quickly turned into no. I want to see Jake fight super heavyweights all the time. <laughs> Why do you hate me, Will? It's just fun. Like you, you should work this kid from North Carolina, Bojack. The horse. <laughs> yes. Fuck sakes, man. Or wait, was <laughs> yeah, no, Bojack the wait. horse, man. Oh. And well, he was also the Dragon, the Dragon Ball Z, Z villain. villains. Yeah. Uh, from, I Team think, Four the Star second movie. Yeah, Team Four Star made him the pirate thing. Okay, so um, I do have an update for Taxamania 3. Um, I love that's what we're calling it. Well, it, it's actually Clash of Carpet City 3. It's but Taxamania 3, fuck it. But the, the, you guys are going to call it Taxamania 3. So um, we do have a venue. We are doing the National Fairgrounds, or National Fairgrounds, Dalton Fairgrounds again. Um, March 25th. It's on a Saturday. Put it on your calendars, fools. Nice. So, and that's that's the only update I've got for you. Rad. It's coming up Saturday. At, at RCW, we're doing the uh, the Drew Game Memorial Tag Team Tournament show. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got a, a Drew Game version of the First Blood Rules no limits title match. I think Zach Dye's got a heavyweight title match. He's going for the championship. Then there's the tournament. Four teams have been announced. The other four are kind of secret limbo. Ooh, who's it going to be? So let's, you know, hey, come out. It's going to be a good one. It'll be interesting. That should be a great show. Uh, so everybody, get out there, see some local wrestling. Definitely got this Drew Game Memorial Tournament. It'll be awesome. And uh, we'll be back in your feeds next week with a uh, special episode that we'll announce later this week. Yeah. Uh, so, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for getting out and watching local wrestling. And, uh, Jake. Bring money! Oh, I'm going to Disney World! <laughs> <laughs>